Hi everybody, this is Andy Elford, the host of the podcast, All Andy Elford. And tonight's show is a special live edition of All Andy Elford, as we do our show on Facebook Live this evening. So tonight's show is unedited, unrehearsed, and full of content. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Guess who's back? All Andy Elford. And a shot at a goal! We're back on the air tonight. It is the return. The return of the post-game show. A absolute stunning game tonight. It was a tale of two games in all reality. It was a tale of two games. The Fish coming off of a long break. A long break. Almost a week and a half. Week. A full week. No play. No games. Just practices. They go into Heritage Bank Center tonight in downtown Cincinnati, Ohio, with the Reds playing next door against the White Sox. A crowd that is, you know, decently sized, and the Fish jumped out to an early lead. And then Cincinnati battled back. They've been playing three game, four games in five days. They battled back. They found a way to be try to get our fish. But stupid penalties and a stupid move cost the clones tonight at Heritage Bank Center. But the fish are loving those Cincinnati Conings. As this is a special post-game edition. Oh, Andy Alford right here on your exclusive home for me, and that is with the Anchor Network, and you are listening to me tonight. Not the Anchor Network, but on Spotify and the All Andy Alford Network. As you're listening to me tonight on the plethora of platforms with Spot with the within the All Andy Alford Network, whether it be on Apple Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Bleaker, however you're listening, wherever and whenever you're listening. From the bottom of my heart, thank you. Thank you for tuning into the show tonight and to hear what's happening in the sports world as well as what's happening in our my everyday life. You can be a part of the show by following us on Twitter. It is at all Andy Elford. It is at all Andy Elford, as well as on Facebook Live tonight, as this is a special post-game edition right here on the Spotify Podcast Network on the within the All Andy Elford Network. And on Facebook Live. So if you watch Game 1 tonight, if you were down at the watch party, if you were down at down in Cincinnati, if you were at home to, resting comfortably with the hangover that you got from going out and getting margarita wasted from Cinco de Mayo tonight, and you enjoyed watching the walleye game tonight, please feel free. Post a comment right here. Share this page. Share this show. We've got a lot to get in to tonight right here on the All Andy Elford Network. 
Of course, we will get into and preview the the game. We will recap the game that we saw just a little bit ago that wrapped up at Heritage Bank Center. We're also going to talk to Wes Carr in just a little bit and get his talk take on what happened tonight down at the Heritage Bank Center. He did not go, but he was at the watch party. We'll hear what the watch party has to offer as well, too. Also, the Kentucky Oaks. You see I'm wearing the bright peach pink today for the podcast tonight as the Kentucky Oaks have has concluded this afternoon. We get ready for the race of the 149th Kentucky Derby as well, too. We're going to have our good friend Lucas Sigerson coming on the podcast tonight. We're going to call him up here in just a little bit, and we're going to get his thoughts on on what he has seen over this today with the Kentucky Oaks, and he will give us his final predictions for the 149th Kentucky Derby that will be taking place here in less than 24 hours from now. So a lot to get into tonight, and of course, we posted the by the way, we posted the the Kentucky Derby show this morning for the Oaks race. So, and I thank you for tuning into that show to this morning. We taped it on Monday night. We had some horses that have scratched, of course, uh, and we posted that also on our Twitter account. So please, please go to the page, listen to what we had to say, and we'll get more take on it tonight right here on All Andy Alford. So let's get right into it. Let's talk about what we witnessed tonight at Heritage Bank Center on the banks of the Ohio River, right next to Great America Ballpark in Cincinnati, Ohio, as the number one seeded in the, the Central Division champion Cincinnati Cyclones took on the number one seed, took on the number two seed in game one of the Central Division final against the number two seed Toledo Walleye. And, you know, we talked about this. I, I, I talked about this at the end of the Indianapolis series game, and that was the last time we did a podcast before the Derby podcast yesterday, the other day. This game, this game right here, was it was telling. It was either going to be this team is for real, or the first game is going to be nothing but rust and dust on this organization. And sure enough, sure enough, they prove me wrong that the, the dust and the rust is not there. As 15 seconds into the first period, Gordy Green gets his second of the playoff campaign, beating goaltender Beck Warm. And it's one nothing fish from Hawkins and Vero. It's one nothing fish. Fifteen seconds into the opening period. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. But you knew that Cincinnati was going to battle back. And then you knew that Cincinnati was going to just fight their way through this game. And sure enough, Burke gets it in. His first of the seat, first of the playoffs from Polino and Herrero. At the 12.02 mark of the first period, it's 1-1 Cincinnati. But the Fish battle back. They fight the adversity. They get back onto the page. They get an answer right back. 
as Trenton Bliss gets his fourth of the campaign of the playoff campaign from Hawkins and to tie up on the power play. Key play again, power play, and we'll talk about why that's key here in just a second. The fish are up 2-1 after 20 minutes of play. Now battling back and forth, back and forth throughout the second period, the fish did outshoot Indy in the first period 14-5, almost tripling their shots in the first period. In the second period, they double over doubled their shots 12-11-6. They were leading in the shot department 25-11 to after 40 minutes of play. We start off in the third period with the fish being on the PK and they kill the penalty. But then Cincinnati comes down the ice, even strength. Nelson gets the tip shot. That was a shot from the point. Gets tipped off of Tatayev's skate. Goes off of Bliss's. It goes off of uh, of Kosa's blocker and in the back of the net. And it's 2-2 two, two Cincinnati. Nelson gets his first from five and Barry it's 2-2 two, two at the 448 mark of the third period. And then the series, I think, has changed dramatically in the third period. At the 6.30 mark of the period, Charlie Curdy goes into the boards and Allen, Sean Allen, checks him from behind. Ref puts his arm up. No disciplinary action from the fish. It's a five-minute boarding penalty, ladies and gentlemen. Five-minute boarding penalty and a game misconduct. He will probably face suspension. Because of this. He will face suspension because of this. I'm, I'm guaranteeing you for this. There'll be a, there, there's two f- Cyclones that are going to be facing suspension. That, some punitary action for what happened tonight. And, I, and I'll get to why I say that. And he's one of them. We'll get to the other guy here in just a second. But a five-minute power play for the Fish. The Fish capitalize right off the bat. As Brandon Hawkins gets his fourth of the season... From Barton and Tatayev on the power play. It's 3-2 Fish. The Fish take the lead. And they never look back. As the continuation of the 5-minute major power play. With a 5-minute major. The power play goes for the full 5 minutes. And they can score as many times as they want. And they absolutely got greedy. And they deserve to go greedy because of it. As it was Hawkins getting the first. Gordy Green getting the second power play goal. His third of the campaign from Barton and Bliss. It's a five, excuse me, a four-two fish lead. And then to Tayev, then bearing it. Bearing it past Brent Beck Warren. His second of the playoffs from Bliss. It's five-two fish. And we have to put the dagger into the power play system. Bliss gets his fifth of the campaign from Barton and Tutayev. And the Fish take a commanding 6-2 lead. The Tutayev-Bliss goal also comes on a 5-on-3 because of Berzola. Berzola at the 9-26 mark of the frame 
calls for the trip trips Curdy, but it is clearly it is clearly a knee on knee contact. Strack said it on the broadcast. Melzack said it on the broadcast. I saw it with my two eyes. It was a knee on knee contact. The league needs to look at that play. I have sent the email. I have sent the picture and the email. The league needs to look at that play. That is a definite, a definite knee-on-knee contact. And you cannot, you should not, and will not, will not have that happen in this league. In this league. That is Bush League. That is absolutely Bush League. To have that happen. Absolutely ridiculous. The fish killed the, the 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 rest of the time the power play collapses. Cincinnati doesn't make the comeback. And the fish tonight get the goals. They get a they get five. They go for a five-way. A Cincinnati Chili five-way. But five power play goals in the game. The Fish get a 6-2 win at Heritage Bank Center in game one of the Central Division Final tonight. Beck Warren, 31 for 37. Save percentage of a .795. Not good. Six goals he allows tonight. Sebastian Costa, 15 of 17. Save percentage of .895. If you look at it, the Fish out shooting Cincinnati in all three periods. They outshot them in the game 37 to 17 in the game. Toledo 5 for 8 on the power play situation. 5 for 8. Unbelievable. Cincinnati 0 for 1 on the power play. And that shows you how good and disciplined the Fish are. The Fish are very, very disciplined. 2,671 in attendance. At Heritage Bank Center, the game time, 2 hours and 47 minutes. Toledo, thirty-five. Uh, Cincinnati had 35 minutes in penalties in this game. Toledo only had 4 minutes in penalties in this game. Toledo, 6 goals on 11 assists for 17 points. It was Cincinnati with 2 goals, 4 assists on 6 points. The 3 stars of the game, the 3rd star goes to Brandon Hawkins. Trenton Bliss gets the number two star, and Gordy Green, the number one star in this game tonight at Heritage Bank as the Fish get a huge 6-2 win over the Cyclones. Looking at the roster for this game, by the way, and again, the veterans stepping up to the plate, but the, the thing is, the the Fish win 6-2, but they were, as a team, negative five because of the power play goals. They had five power play goals there are negative five in this game. And if you look at it overall, McKenzie, negative one. Gordy Meyer, a negative one. Tatayev, a negative one. Ebbing, a negative one. Sabango, a negative one. Into the positive range, you have Gordy Green at a plus one. And that's it. Everybody's a zero. You know. In Cincinnati's front. They had a lot of plus ones. Five, zero, Barry, zero, Caparuso, zero, Polino, plus one, Berg, plus one, Zabolan, plus one, Nielsen, plus one, 
Hero plus one. Andrusiak plus one. You know, but the power play helps the fish out. The fish continue their run. They're five and zero in this playoff run, going into tomorrow night's game. Now tomorrow is a huge game. Seven thirty puck drop at Heritage Bank Center. Seven thirty five puck drop for that one. If the fish get this, it means one thing: the fish need to set the dominance, set the play, and set up the opportunity to win. And to go up 2-0 in the series to come back to Toledo for three straight games, possibly three straight games, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday of next week. If they can go up 2-0 in this series, they could have the series. They could have it. It could be it could be done. I'm not saying this is a sweep. This is going to be the toughest test. Cincinnati is a very, very tough team. They have gone the full-length seven-game series against Fort Wayne. They went the full seven against Fort Wayne. You know, and like I said, they have played four games in five days. Four games in five days this team has played. And you could tell this team is very, 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 very tired in some aspects. And at the end of this game, after what happened, after the stupid penalty that Allen took, because he's an idiot. It cost them this game. It cost them that game. And I, I have that strong feeling what's going to happen tomorrow night. They're going to come out strong. They're going to come out hard. They're going to come out fast. So the three keys, I think, for the fish tomorrow is get to the puck early. And get and set the tone and set the game plan. Because if you don't do that, if you don't do that... Then we're in, then you're in trouble. You're absolutely absolutely in trouble. Playing some. Number two. The power play is continue to work. Keep the pressure on the power play. When you get an opportunity, keep the pressure on. And I think you need to go on onto this warm situation a little bit more and pressure him more into the center because you can't leave him open to see that puck come towards him. You need more traffic, and you need more bodies to get to warm, to back warm in this game. And three is to stay out of the box. If this team, if you just keep staying out of the box, what you did like you did tonight, you're going to win this. You're going to win these games, plain and simple. You're going to win these games. Those are the three keys. Three keys. After a huge win tonight for our fish, our fight, as the fish look to take a 2-0 series lead tomorrow night at Heritage Bank Center on the on the banks of the Ohio River. As you are listening and watching a special edition of All Andy Elford tonight right here on the All Andy Elford Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Bleaker, Stitcher, however you're listening, wherever and whenever you're listening. Thank you for tuning in to the show tonight. We're going to have Wes Carr here in just a little bit. And, of course, like I mentioned before, we will have Lucas Sigerson coming on here in just a few minutes to give you his take on the Kentucky Derby for tomorrow as well as what he witnessed today in the Kentucky Oaks. 
here in just a few minutes. So we're going to pull Wes up here in just a second. <coughs> and if you watch the game on the... If you watch the game tonight at the watch party, if you were in Cincinnati for the game tonight, or if you were watching from home tonight, please, please feel free. Post a comment right here on the All Andy for Facebook Live page, as well as on our Twitter account, which is at All Andy Elford. It is at All Andy Elford as well to get your thoughts on how game one went for our fish. I, I thought it was really good. I thought we played really decently. Kept our kept our nose to the grind. Didn't really like didn't really like cause any mischief or penalties. I felt like if if the fish were going to do this game, if they were going to win, this is this is the one that they need to win. So that they could set the dominance and set the play. So, plain and simple. Absolutely plain and simple. So it's good to see. It's good to see. We're going to get West in here in just a second. Here, we're going to Okay, all right. Please to welcome in... Our guest at this time, of course, we're having him on for the entire playoff run. As it's our fish, our fight, as it is West Carr joining us in tonight. As game one goes in favor of the fish tonight by the score of six to two. The fish absolutely dominating the Cyclones tonight in the third period on that big five minute power play west good evening to you welcome back to the city and welcome into round two of the playoffs how are you tonight i'm pretty good it was a it was a great i thought it was a good game tonight i want you to take on what you felt about round two game one tonight for our fish well the question was going to be rest or rest and they so they got rest and Right off the bat, uh, I go 15 seconds into the first period there. And then, um, pretty much, uh, took it to him. Or, I mean, uh, it's pretty, or more of a back and forth, I should say. Yeah, and you kind of felt like what, what Cincinnati was going to answer back really quickly. They did in that first in that first period, but you know, you gotta you gotta give the tip of the cap to Toledo to honestly come back and tore, score that second goal to end the first period. and you know that was that was great for them to recap to like bounce back after giving up that untimely goal in the first period. Right. Yeah and um Buck Warren man he before before that uh, five minute uh, power play, he was he was on it. It could have been a lot, um, a lot uh, bigger gap there than what the total score ended up being. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, if you think about it, you know he was. They were the game was settled down into the second period. 
You felt like the game was gonna be it was gonna really be decided in the third period, but I I, I want your opinion on on what you I know you watched the game tonight. I want your opinion on the whole Charlie Curry check into the boards. Do you think that that warranted the five minute major in the game misconduct? I believe so. It it looked like a really bad hit, so uh, I I I think it was the right call. Yeah, I thought I thought so too. I thought it looked to me like he leaned in more. I mean, Curry was defenseless, and there was no right. point. There was no point for for him for Adams to uh, for Allen to just go in there and just lay out an elbow right onto the boards and to give him a five minute major was was key. And then the whole game, and then giving him the game misconduct penalty out of that. Was that which sends him to the locker room for the rest of the night? Which they lose a defenseman, which was key, and it just opened up the. It really opened up the game after that because the fish did just absolutely capitalize on those goals, and they just they just found a way. They just kept finding a way, and to me, uh, to me, Wes, I want your take on this too. I mean, Curdy was just getting absolutely destroyed in the game. He gets a check. For five, he gets the check to the boards, and then he gets then he gets tripped. But to me, but to me, Wes, when I looked at the replay and I looked at it like a couple times, and I watched it right back before uh, I came on the air tonight, and I I think that was the knee on knee collision. It looked knee on knee. He looked he like he was in pain, and there's no need for it in the game. He should have the guy should have gotten a five minute penalty out of it. Another five minute penalty on it, which would have been a five on three for like three minutes and change until the five the five the other five minute major was gone. But uh what's your take? Do you think that should have been a knee on it looked like a knee on knee in your opinion? Yeah, yeah, that, that did look knee on uh knee on me also. Um and, yeah, Curry just <laughs> bad luck tonight. <laughs> <laughs> getting hit. Yeah, I mean, but it, it it just proved again, you know, the resiliency of him. He can, he comes back on the ice after getting bored. He gets the five minute boarding call. He goes off for a shift, comes back out, you know, and you know he helps out the power play unit to score those goals, and then, oh, gets tripped again. Five on three, comes back out against, helps out the power play units. They score two more, and then it turns into a, it it, it went. It was like. The game went into a, almost like a runaway situation after that five minute five minute boarding call because you knew Toledo was going to score and they they were saying in the broadcast that Toledo was getting greedy on the situation. You don't get greedy in the situation when it comes to this. You just capitalize on the opportunities that are given to you. If I'm not correct, if I'm not correct, Wes. Yeah, yeah. You just you you. As much as he can with the time given. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, what you th- what you, what did you think of Sebastian Costa's play tonight? Oh, it, it was it was excellent, and um, that and I was agreeing with Strike saying um, it's like he couldn't do anything about the goals that he gave up. Mm-hmm. Um, but although I'm not. Or like, or I mean, most goalies like going too far out of the ice to to do to get the puck like that one time. I know the one play he did, but you know it worked out. Yeah, it but, it, it worked out. 
the one bad play that he had, it wasn't really his fault. It looked like it was a tip shot that went off of went off of Tataev or went off to off Barton in the front, and then it went off of his waffle board and just went into the back of the net. He couldn't do anything about it. It was already pre-tipped, and it just goes right into the back of the net. And, you know, it, that tied the game, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden we had all of us, including myself, I bet you you were feeling the same way too. You were on pins and needles because it was a 2-2 game. I was thinking, oh, my God, we're going to have another situation where we're either going to blow this game or we're going to... You know, it, 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 we're just gonna choke it away, or we're gonna find a way right. to win this game. Find a way to win this game, but then it's just like the total polar opposite with that major penalty that happens tonight, and they just absolutely just pounce all over, all over back warm, and just absolutely just dominate him into the final frames of that third period. Yeah, and uh, my my only concern was the the. Um... The one penalty like that carried over into the beginning of the third period. I I thought there could have been um or Cincinnati could have, you know, taken advantage there, but luckily they didn't. Absolutely. I mean, uh so what do you wanna see out of this team going into game two tomorrow night at Heritage Bank Center? What do you want to see this team do? What what's your one key that this team needs to look out for for tomorrow night. Um, I just try to score as much as possible. Just, I mean, just keep it going like it was. Only, only, uh, we probably won't have the luck of having a five-minute major <laughs> every game, though. So I have to find alternatives. Yeah, and I mean the power play tonight, West five for eight. You know they they dominated in the power play realm with the with those goals, but at the same time too, it was great to see that you know they could they could still continue to score on five on five, and especially right at the beginning of the game, fifteen seconds in with with the green goal. But you know this power play is just absolutely just steamrolling, steamrolling right, right now, and, and, and uh, same, same way with the same same way with the power kill. The passing on that was just crazy. Yeah, I mean, it feels like it honestly feels like, and, and I I remember hearing Strack talk about it. It almost feels like it's like with how Hawkins is getting the puck and how how the power plays are working. It feels like an NHL style offense on the power play at all times. Whenever the fish are on the power play. Yeah. I mean, that's what yeah, it is. It's. it's it's very entertaining. It's yeah. very entertaining, and yeah, hope... it's like just, just to it's like getting getting a goal every minute. That's just nuts. Yeah, it's absolutely it's absolutely crazy to see what, especially in in tonight's game with that major penalty. They were just it just was like boom, 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 one after another, and I just I was just absolutely astounded by that. Uh, where did you take in the game tonight? Uh, we were at Fleetwoods. All right, so t- tell tell the viewers and the listeners uh, how was the uh, how was the crowd? You, you know, was it was it? You know, it's all walleye fans, but you know, you had you had Strack talk about how uh, Bob Regilis was there, and you know, yeah. I mean, talk about talk about the experience inside there. You know, was was it like 
Was it almost like being at the Huntington Center in some aspect with a lot of the walleye faithful that were there? Uh, it, I mean, it, it was, they did a lot of the, or what Bob there, he did the one minute left to, left in the period and um, um, threw out t-shirts. Um, but yeah, so so a lot of familiar faces. Well, wasn't, it, wasn't as packed as... I kind of thought it was going to be, but you know, with, with the Muddings game going on at the same time. Yeah, I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you that same question. You know, with the Muddings game going on at the same time too, were you having basically crossover traffic between the Muddings and and the people that were at the Muddings game coming over to watch the walleye, or was it just all the wall? Basically, everybody from like that were there for the walleye were there for the walleye themselves. Yeah, it was it was mainly all walleye. Okay. I was I was towards the front, so not or not away, not by the entrance, so I wasn't seeing or seeing who all was coming in, like new after me. Okay. But uh, so I was I was paying attention to the projector that they had for setup um, on the game, so my back was mainly towards towards the uh, uh, new arri- late arrivals, I should say. Okay. Okay, well, uh, it sounds like you guys had a great time tonight. You know, it sounds yeah. like the fi- sounds like the fit the fanatics the fin fanatics were there in in full full gear and they were cheering on the fish and you know, I mean, would you would you recommend it for people that, you know, are would want to go for game 2 and possibly if it goes to a game 6 and game 7? Yeah, yeah, it, it was a fun time. I I recommend it for anybody. Oh, great, great. That's that. Come on up. Absolutely. That's that. That sounds like a fun time. I might have to head down there tomorrow night for game two. That might be a possibility. That might be a possibility. So, all right, Wes, can I count you in for uh, chatting it up for game two tomorrow night? Sure. All right, great, Wes. Well, I will talk to you tomorrow, and I'll talk to you later too. I'll text you later. And I'll talk to you tomorrow. Okay, sounds good. All right, that it was. All right, talk to you later. All right, see you later. That was Wes Carr joining us on All Andy Alford tonight, right here on the All Andy Alford Network. As you heard it from Wes himself, as you just heard Wes Carr on the podcast tonight, right here on the All Andy Alford Network, as Wes was on. At the watch party tonight, as the fish getting a big 6 2 win over the Cincinnati Cyclones in game one of the Central Division final. The fish a huge win tonight after coming off of uh, they were tied 2 2 halfway into the third period before a five minute boarding call was called on Allen, which caused the fish to capitalize with four goals on the power play to. Put the game away with a 6-2 win tonight at Heritage Bank Center on the rib- on the Ohio River tonight right here in, in the Central Division Final. Other game, we have one other game that took place. One other game that took place tonight, and it has gone final. The Idaho Steelheads take a 5-4 win over the Allen Americans. In Game 1 of the Mountain Division Final, 
as they will as Idaho takes a one to nothing series lead over Allen in that series, and they will play again tomorrow night at seven oh five Central Central Time. The fish will have the walleye will play again tomorrow night seven thirty five puck drop at Heritage Bank Center as it will be the fish taking on the Cyclones in Game Two of the Central Division Final. Also, Newfoundland will battle the Reading Royals tomorrow night. It will be game number game number one for them, as it is Newfoundland versus Reading. Game one tomorrow for the North Division Final. And then the South Division, Florida, will battle Jacksonville in game one of the South Division Final in the East Coast Hockey League. So that's good to see right there. As the Fish, a huge win tonight at Heritage Bank Center by the score of 6-2. Uh, other notes to pass along to you as well before we get into having Lucas on the podcast here in just a little bit to talk about the 149th Kentucky Derby and his thoughts on what he's seen today in the Kentucky Oaks. Uh, NHL for you tonight, the Hurricanes, a big 6-1 win over the Devils. They take a commanding 2 to nothing series lead over the New Jersey Devils. Tomorrow, one game on the slate. 7 o'clock is Vegas hosts the Edmonton Oilers. Sunday, a full slate, three games, all on TBS, as New Jersey will host Carolina to rally up in their series as they're down two games to nothing. Florida, up two games to nothing on the Toronto Maple Leafs, will battle the Leafs on Sunday night, 6.30 on TBS, and the nightcap, Seattle, hosting Dallas. That series tied at one game apiece on Sunday night. Also, got to make mention of this as well, too, really quickly, around the around Major League Baseball. The Tigers tonight taking on the St. Louis Cardinals as we speak at Bush Stadium. The Tigers are up at this point. They were up 7-6. to six. On the Cardinals, just double checking the score for you guys here. Just a second, they're up five four. Excuse me, five four. Bottom of the ninth inning, as the Tigers are up five four on the Cardinals. Other scores from around the league: the Guardians fall to the Twins tonight, two to nothing. The White Sox beat up on the Reds, five to four. Oakland is up twelve to eight on the Kansas City Royals, and Texas is up three nothing on the Angels. Diamondbacks are up three one on the Nationals. Some finals from tonight, of course, the Braves fall to the Orioles 9-4. The Mets get a 1-0 win over the Rockies. Boston a 5-3 win over the Philadelphia Phillies. And this game was delayed a little bit because a fan fell over the railing into the Boston dugout. They had EMTs and, and safety staff was there to help the fan. We had no report on the fan, but the game was delayed an hour and a half. Because of the situation. Uh, Tampa was a winner 5-4 to four over the Yankees today. Uh, Blue Jays a 4 nothing win over the Pirates. The Cubs a 4-1 win over the Marlins. It is bottom of the fourth right now. The Giants and the Brewers are tied at 2. Astros are up 4 nothing on the Mariners. Padres a 4-1 lead over the Dodgers. The Diamondbacks a 3-1 lead over the Nationals. And like I mentioned before, the Rangers up 3 nothing on the Angels of Anaheim. By the way, gotta 
throw this out one last thing before we try to connect with Lucas here. Here, just a second. See here, the Mud Hens were in action tonight down at the ballpark. They were taking on the Indianapolis Indians. The Indians getting the 6-3 win in that affair. The Hens have been struggling against the Indians. They have one win in three losses. They lost the doubleheader on Wednesday against Indianapolis, and they lost Thursday 5-2, and tonight they lost 6-3. They'll play the Indians tomorrow, 5-0-5 first pitch for that one. The game should be done right as the walleye party is just getting underway. So there is that for you. So again, uh, we're, we're trying to connect with Lucas here to get him on the podcast tonight as he is down in Louisville for the Kentucky Derby as it's taking place. Uh, the 149th Kentucky Derby is taking place this weekend. It's the first Saturday in May. Uh, it was a today was the Kentucky Oaks, which is the three-year-old Phillies race that took place today. As it was pretty mischievous winning that race. To win the Kentucky Oaks in that affair. And we have the call for you here in just a second of that race that took place here on the All Andy Alford Network here. So we're gonna play that we're gonna play the call. This was from Twin Spires. This is from the Twin Spires race. From Twin Spires, the Kentucky Oaks today, as pretty mischievous, gets the win. Tommy No Lies advancing up into 11th. Promise Her America's on the outside in 12th. The champion Wonder Wheel is 13th. Second to last and ahead of Affirmative Lady down the backstretch run. And the pace is sharp in this Oaks. 46 and 4 for the opening half mile. Four for lungs to go. And it's Flying Connection, the leader. Defining purpose is right there. Darth Vader, three wide. Mimi Kakushi sent on for speed toward the rail. Pretty Mischievous is four wide and looming with three furlongs to go. The Alice look has come off the rail. She's within three lengths of the lead as well. South Lawn's under pressure. So too wet paint. Gambling girls picking it up from the back, but she's forced to go wide as the field hits the top of the stretch. Two furlongs to go. Pretty Mischievous comes wide off the turn, but she's in front. Flying Connection fights on. Big effort from Doris Vader. The Gambling girl is coming down the center of the track, and wet paint is picking through the pack as well. Pretty mischievous in front by two. Gambling Girl continues to rally. Gambling Girl trying to catch Pretty Mischievous on the wire. Pretty Mischievous Gambling Girl. Pretty Mischievous held on. Gambling Girl ran out of racetrack to catch her. Farther back, it was either wet paint or the Ellis look. 
And that right there, as you just heard, the call of the 149th Kentucky Oaks right here on All Andy Alford is pretty mischievous. Gets the win. She finishes in top spot as Gambling Girl made the run on the backstretch and wet paint gets the third place finish. So the 149th Kentucky Oaks has concluded. We now turn our attention to the Derby itself, which will be taking place tomorrow afternoon at Churchill Downs. Horses have, unfortunately... Horses have fortunately have decided to scratch. And two horses that we were talking about right here on All Andy Alford on the Derby Show have decided to scratch. One being Skinner. Uh, high temperature has decided to they have decided to pull him from the race. Also, practical move has been pulled from the race as well. Lord My- Miles has been pulled from the race, and Contour has been pulled from the the race so they have added horses to new and new numbers to as well too but here is the post position numbers as we are talking on all andy alford today right here on the all andy alford network as we go into the derby races today hit show is the at the number one position he is 30 to 1 verifying is at 15 to 1 at the two position two fills is at 12 to 1. Confidence game is at 20 to 1. Tappet Trice is at 5 to 1. He is the second choice and the second favorite in this the 149th Kentucky Derby. Uh Reincarnate is at 50 to 1. He is at the seventh spot. Kings Barn is at 12 to 1. Kings Barn is the one that I'm going to be watching very, very closely until until the betting windows close. Because I want to see if that happens. Same with Reincarnate. Uh, Mange is at 15 to 1 at the 8th position. Like I said, Skinner and Practical Move have been scratched. So then that moves us to the 11th position, which is Disarm at 30 to 1. Uh, Jace Road is at 50 to 1. Sun Thunder is 50 to 1 as well, too. Angel of Empire has moved to 8 to 1. The favorite right now is Forte at, fifth, at position 15. He is at 3 to 1 odds right now so he is the one to watch as well raising cane 50 to 1 right now uh the japanese horse derma sogati derma sogati 10 to 1 odds right now uh rocket can is at 30 to 1 odds right now like i mentioned lord miles and couture all scratch so that goes into clone cyclone clone mischief at 30 to 1 uh, Mandarin Hero at 20 to 1 at the 22 pole position. And the 23rd is King Russell at 50 to 1. Tap a tr- I'm looking towards building the trifecta. The super trifecta. Okay. So here it is. Here it is, folks. This is ready for it. My super trifecta. My super trifecta on Monday was 9 which is Skinner, three, which is two fills, two, which is Verify, and 15 being Forte. With four, with nine Skinner out, I have to change my thing. I'm still, I'm going now with 15, 
five. 22 and 3. 15, 5, 22, and 3. So that is Forte to win, to place, uh, to place, uh, to win. 5, which is tap and trace to place, and 22, so it'd be 23. King Russell to show with the three horse, two fills in fourth. Run it, roll it, roll with it. 50 cent. Super trifecta. Super trifecta, 50 cents. If I'm betting, betting straight horses, I'm going to probably take the five at a dollar. Probably going to put i probably put $2 on the 23 and probably put a dollar on the 3 and probably a dollar on the 15. So I'm looking at three, $5, $5 wager. To win and then the 50 cent super trifecta those are the bets for yours truly and we'll see how that shakes out we'll see how that shakes out i like king russell i like what i saw today in the runs that he had i also like tapa trace he's gonna be good uh, me and my wife are headed down to in toledo we're ha- headed to the manhattan's party tomorrow night uh to watch the Derby, and then I think we are going to head over to Fleetwoods to watch Game Two of the of the Central Division Final between the Walleye and the Cyclones. Now, thinking about this right now, as we're getting ready to wrap up the podcast tonight, right here on All Andy Alfred, um, because um, unfortunately we're not going to be able to get to hold the Lucas for tonight. For the tonight show, for tonight's show, um, we're going to have we're going to try to get him on probably tomorrow to recap the whole thing. But I'll just say this: if we do this podcast tomorrow night, and we will, the talk will probably either be we're going we'll make the decision whether we're going to do it at Fleetwoods after the game or come back to the studio here to do it. If the fish are up two nothing in the series, which is what we're hoping that they are, we'll definitely do it here back here in the studio. If they're losing and they lose to tomorrow night, it's one one. We might still do it down at down at uh, Fleetwoods. So there's that for you. So uh, enjoy the horse racing tomorrow. Uh, if you're at the Manhattan's party, I'll see you tomorrow. I'm wearing my white suit. Yes, I'm wearing a white suit. So there is that. For you guys tonight, right here on All Andy Alford tonight, as the Fish, a huge 6 2 win over the Cincinnati Cyclones tonight at Heritage Bank Center. Again, the goal scoring situation for the Fish. To recap it again, the Fish in the game tonight, the Wally, a huge 6 2 win. It started off with 
Gordy Green 15 seconds into the opening frame, getting the official 1-0 lead before Berg getting at the 12.02 mark of the first period, tying the game at one apiece. But the, then at the 16.49 mark of that same first period, Bliss getting his campaign, getting a goal in the campaign to make it a 2-1 lead after 20 minutes of play. Both teams did not score in the second period. Cincinnati capitalizes four minutes and 48 seconds into the third period with Nielsen getting a tip-in shot beating Sebastian Cosa, and it was a 2-2 game. The Fish then capitalized on a five-minute boarding call as it was power play goals from Hawkins, Green, Tatayev, and Bliss, and the Fish run away with the game with four unanswered in the third period to win 6-2 tonight at Heritage Bank Center. Toledo 5 for 8 on the power play. Cincinnati 0 for 1. Toledo had 37 shots on net to Cincinnati's 17. The Fish a winner 6-2 over the Cincinnati Cyclones. Idaho a 5-4 win tonight over the Allen Americans. They take a 1-0 series lead. And the Walleye take a 1-0 series lead against Cincinnati. We'll be back on the air with you guys tomorrow night right here on the All Andy Offer Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Bleaker, Stitcher, however you listen to our show, wherever and whenever you listen. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast tonight, as well as on our Facebook live stream. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, bring them up onto our Twitter account, which is at all Andy Alford. It is at All Andy Alford, as well as right here on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash All Andy Alford. Until I talk to you guys tomorrow night, this is Andy Alford saying, I'm pulling for you. We're all in this together. The game of life. Keep your stick on the ice. And to the teams you root for in home. And to my teams. Go! Walleye! Get the job done! Spin out the Cyclones. Spin them out. Let's go Tigers. Let's go Reds. Go Guards. And let's go. Tap Trace. Type of trace. Remember, 15, which is Forte, 15, 5, 23, 3 in the super trifecta, and the 5, 23, 5, 5, 23, 5, and 15 are the straight bets to win tomorrow at the Derby, at the 149th Derby. Because remember, We are all in our old Kentucky home. Good night, my friends. Love you guys. Love you guys so much. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Shines bright in my old Kentucky home. 
The summer the people are gay. The corn tops ride and the meadows are in bloom. While the birds make music all the day. The young folks roll on the little cabin floor. Oh, Mary, all happy and bright. Thy hard times come on knocking on a door. And my old Kentucky home, good night. Weep no more, my lady. Weep, weep no more today. We will sing one song for my old Kentucky. For my old Kentucky home far away. Enjoy the derby, everybody. I love you guys. Talk to you later. This has been a presentation of the All Andy Elford Network right here on Spotify. You have listened to the show on the plethora of platforms, whether it be on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Bleaker. However you listen to the show, and whenever you listen to the show, thank you so much for tuning into the show. As always, you can follow our show on Twitter. It is at AllAndyAlfred, as well as Facebook.com. All, all sports lines are provided by Barstool Sportsbook. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit GamblingCenter.com. The podcasts are recorded right here on Spotify.